Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. We are going to read chapter 3, and I love this story. I don't even want to tell you the title because it's going to give it away. It's by... K. High Stand, and it's from Guide's Greatest Mystery Stories. And I think this story's been around for a long time because I remember it as a kid. You're not eating your breakfast. What's the matter, dear? Mother turned away from the stove to look at me anxiously. I stared at my glass of milk for a long time before I said, I didn't sleep well last night. Well, why not? Because uh, I heard something in the night. Grandma looked up from her breakfast and said with a twinkle in her eye, Did you hear a ghost? I smiled. I loved Grandma, but and I knew she didn't believe in ghosts. I heard someone playing the piano, and then everyone laughed at me just as I'd expected. I jumped from my chair, stuck my nose in the air, and said, All right, well, you just wait and see. But I had to giggle because whoever heard of a musical ghost... We lived in a large, old-fashioned house in a town called Lake Erie. There were four bedrooms upstairs and six rooms on the first floor. A large, curving stairway dominated the front hall. My bedroom was at the back of the house, and the piano was in the parlor, so the sounds of music had to come a long ways and had been faint. Maybe I had imagined it after all. And for the next few nights, I didn't hear anything at all. It was snowing on Wednesday night when I went to bed, and I was hoping I wouldn't have to go to school the next day. I had just fallen asleep, and then I heard it, the rippling sound of piano music. This time, my drowsiness left me immediately. I jumped out of bed, getting my slippers and robe. I decided against turning on the light. It might frighten whoever was playing the piano. Just as I went into the hall, father appeared in the doorway with a flashlight, and mother was right behind him. Did you hear it? I whispered. Father nodded. Shh, stay behind me until I see what it is. Even as he spoke, we heard the piano again. We leaned over the rail and saw father creeping cautiously down the circular stairway. He wore an old-fashioned nightshirt and brandished his great-grandfather's Civil War sword in his hand. With the other hand, he focused the beam of the flashlight. And then he stood still, as though petrified with fear or shock. Then he turned and beckoned us to come. We looked at each other, crept quietly down the stairs. Father pushed the parlor door open wider and we crowded around to see what he saw. There, playing the piano, was Yellow Paws. We all burst out. I didn't know that you let the cat indoors. 
Yellow Paws leaped from the keyboard and wrapped himself around my legs. I picked him up and faced my parents. I knew that I had broken a cardinal rule of the household, for pets were never to come in the house at night. I, 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 it was so cold. Well, said Mother, now we know that the ghost was Yellow, yellow Paws. We all smiled. I took my parents' scolding and put the ghost back outside. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for our furry friends and the lessons that we learn from them. And help us to always trust in you. Be with our listeners today. Be with the words of our guest. All this I pray in the name. Ta-da! Arts and crafts. Well, I put in my Pinterest site, the call letters are MRGamblin2, all spelled out except the number two. I've put in there a cat unit study. You can make your own unit study now that you've learned how to make your own unit study. Cats, whether they're feral or whether you have a cat, are usually pretty accessible and they're so interesting. I've also put on there a video on how to draw a realistic cat, but there's lots of videos. I'm just thinking if you don't have a lot of technology and you want to look this up at the, your local library, you have everything in one space. So you can go to my Pinterest site, MRGamblin2. Have fun learning. Curriculum Corner. We're talking about English language arts benchmarks or expectations. These are the overarching skills that we want our children to accomplish at their age level. So it doesn't matter whether you are unschooling, doing Charlotte Mason, student-led, more traditional approach, and even if you are engaged in a for credit online school, you still want to incorporate this in your lives. That's why we say it's so important to meet as a family for meals and for family worship and for going on walks and doing family things. Family game nights are always a great thing. So this one is use appropriate collaborative techniques and active listening when engaging in discussions in a variety of situations. So I can see this happening at family game night when you're playing Monopoly. I could see this happening as you're driving along. Uh, maybe you're going on a trip. I could see this happening when you're sitting around the table at night. I can see this happening when you have uh, a family meeting. Family meetings are so important because children learn leadership skills there. They learn collaboration. And so this benchmark, use appropriate collaborative techniques and active listening skills when engaging in discussions in a variety of situations is a big one. Remember curriculum is the path that you are choosing for your student and it's also preparing them for the path that they choose. Questions parents ask this comes from Samantha. This question comes from Samantha. My daughter just recently turned six and still cannot recognize a letter except H because it's the first letter in her name. 
A few others she can sometimes get right. We read books, watch YouTube videos, Alpha Blocks, Letter Factory, Blippi, The Good and the Beautiful Preschool Curriculum, Board Games, ABC Mouse App, Duo ABC App, Con Kids App, Teach Monster App. Is there some other something that could help? Well, uh, I'll say off the bat that you're almost doing too much. Six years old is awfully young. And some children, especially if they're going to be tall, so look at yourself and your husband. Does tall genes run in the family? There's now proof that when a child is going to be tall, there's times when the synapses, especially during a growth spurt, will come apart. And so even what they knew the day before, they don't know. I would relax a little bit. Take the screen time away altogether because you don't want to create an addict at such a young age. You never want to create someone addicted to screens. Stick with your good and beautiful preschool curriculum and relax because our children have mirror neurons and they pick up on our stress just like that. And if you're stressed out of it, about it, they're going to be stressed and then the hippocampus falls down and or goes up uh, one way or the other. It's like a drawbridge. It goes up and no learning takes place because now the child's tense. They're in the fight and flight mode. So you need to relax, take away all the screen stuff, just focus on your good and beautiful preschool curriculum and don't do anything else. Just, yeah, just stop it. This person is anonymous. I have been homeschooling my seventh grader for a month and we're pretty good with our math and are working on grammar with Fix-It Grammar, but what would you suggest for writing? And since you're just starting out new, I would suggest something like Essentials in Writing. They have short videos that teach a skill and then it's followed by a few worksheets for that skill. Something like that would really guide you, but you'll get you'll get your stride on and you'll find probably something better by next year. Anyway, start with essentials in writing. My advice, take it for whatever it's worth. Well, today I just uh, I do want to remind you too that you're welcome to call our corporate number 301-824-3162. You can ask for me or I can forward you to one of our other teachers. We have some really great teachers on our staff. We have Dr. Faith Laughlin, who is bilingual, teaches lovely Spanish and many other things too, and even how to homeschool. And we have Mr. Von Jennings, who has worked in with micro schools for years and can help you set up a micro school if the Lord's calling you to do that. And his emphasis has been language arts on the high school level and Bible and history, but he loves elementary, so he has great advice. And then uh, we have a couple of us doing math and science, so we can talk to you about anything. Anyway, call us. Our guest today is Tanner Mastrop, and I'm so honored to have these young people who are on fire for the Lord. Their website is gotherefore.org, so if you want to check it out before the interview starts, you may. We will be right back. 
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com. I'm here with Tanner Mazdorp, and we're talking about Go Therefore Ministries. And uh, we, uh, in the previous show, we interviewed Kanai, and now we're interviewing Tanner. Are you contemporaries, or are you the boss, or is he, how does that work? Well, by technical terms, I'm the president of Go Therefore, but we are def- most definitely team teammates and equals when it comes to uh, doing the ministry. He's my brother, and uh, we collaborate on making decisions and doing the very different things. I wondered how, you know, you say you're the president. How did a young person like you come up with the idea of getting your 501c3 and, you know, making it a full-fledged corporation, nonprofit? Yeah, so um, in high school, um, you know, I grew up as a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, but in high school I took that next step in my walk with God. And when I took that next step, I literally fell in love with my Savior. And I always loved God, but I didn't have that falling in love experience, so to speak. And so once I fell in love with my Savior and started walking with Him, um, that um, just fire in my heart came to do ministry. And I didn't know exactly what kind of ministry it was at the time, but I knew that there was something in my heart that wanted to serve God. And that, uh, when you have that experience, that fire doesn't go away until you take that step and do it. And so, um, my parents had also been wanting to do some kind of evangelism ministry. So that placed the seeds in my, seed in my brain growing up. And so, um, as I was walking with God and growing in my walk with him, uh, just the idea of wanting to do evangelism and spread the gospel was just something that couldn't come off of my heart. And so I, uh, talked with some friends and we decided we wanted to start an evangelistic ministry and we talked and we talked and we talked, but we never did. And so after a few years, I was actually at an ASI convention in Louisville, Kentucky. And at that ASI convention, it just clicked in my brain. I saw all these ministries serving God and it was almost just a moment of if they can do it and God's called me to do it, why can't I? And so by uh, help with my parents and other things, we became a full-on 501c3 nonprofit. And that was uh, how many years ago? Yeah, so uh, we officially became a nonprofit in March of 2020. And we always joke that we started a ministry called Go Therefore when everybody's saying stay. Yes. So um, we've officially been a nonprofit for three years, but I'd say we've been active doing what we've been doing for two, two and a half years. You know, you look like a young person to me, a, a very young person. You could probably be my grandson. Uh, I won't ask you to tell your age on the air, but if you want to, you can. Um, yeah, so uh, I am 23 years old. I just graduated from college, so yeah, that's my age. So when you graduated from college, how did you do the ministry and go to school at the same time? Yeah, so uh, I had the privilege of doing most of my um, studies online through Andrews University, and so um, it took me long, like probably three years longer to get the school uh, schoolwork done and get my degree uh, fulfilled than it should have. 
but um, nevertheless, it got done by God's grace. But yeah, I did uh, a few classes at a time here and there, chipped away at it um, online, did one semester in person. But um, yeah, during that time, I did the ministry um, as much as I possibly could. And uh, by God's grace, he grew it while I was able to also get my degree. Yeah. So what did you get your degree in? Yeah, I have a Bachelor's of Arts and Religion. Okay, so it fits in right with your ministry. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's such a testimony to have young people be kind of entrepreneurial with the gospel. Yes, absolutely. And go therefore, go therefore. We were talking about your upcoming commitments. So a church calls you and says, we are interested. How do you decide which church to go to? Yeah, so, um, you know, I would love to say all the churches are knocking down the doors wanting to partner with us because I think what uh, Go There For has to offer is an opportunity to get every church member involved. And I think that uh, that's honestly the formula for effectively reaching the community. But um, to answer the question, it's pretty much the churches that want to, have part, par- want to partner with us at this point have been able to partner with us. And so um, we partner with a church in whatever that church needs, depending on what they have going on in their specific context. We put together um, a partnership that works for both of us for whatever set time frame, and we spend that time working with them and teaching the church members how to be more effective sharers of the gospel. So when a church partners with you, do they provide housing and a little maybe a stipend and some meals yeah so um depending on what each church can provide is what uh you know how in the trenches so to speak we are with them um so the churches churches we're partnering with right now the two we're partnering with are close enough to where we can travel whenever we go down there we're not down there every day um but um yeah so churches that are a little too far for us to do things like that um if they can provide housing, we can be with them more. It's that simple. So if we have a year-long partnership with them, um, we will be with them as much as they will have us in the finances and housing and resources work out. Now, if we don't have those resources, a lot of it has to be done remote, but uh, we maintain that level of commitment with each other. We check in with each other, and we uh, make sure things are going in the right direction. So when you say remote, are you doing your workshops remotely too yeah so um we prefer to do it in person by god's grace if the opportunity is there but um what we try to do is we uh come in person to do about let's say two workshops throughout the year and then what the goal is is after those workshops after those trainings we help keep the church accountable so to speak and allow them to take in what they learned and put it to use and obviously it's uh, a work that we do alongside the pastoral team and the elder team at the church you know Um, the whole point of the partnership is not merely for us to come work for the church but rather work with the church and equip every church member to be an effective share of the gospel and um, better disciple makers for Christ I mean isn't it uh, interesting that the church in North America overall is aging, and now these young people are coming in and telling them what to do. Do you ever hit that attitude? Yeah, um, you know, there's some people that are like, okay, well, are you guys ordained? Have you guys done this? And it's like, um, that happens here and there, but for the most part, people are very receptive, and, um, you know, we're not a youth ministry, but we are young people that do ministry. And so when young people come in, 
at least in our experience so far, some people couldn't be discouraging, but from our experiences for the most part, it's been people that have been almost, I don't know the word to use, but they are encouraged by the fact that there are young people out there that want to serve Jesus, and um, they've been very receptive to the things we have to say, and, um, you know, my myself and Kenai, who I, you guys just interviewed, um, we are no by no means expert. Uh, part of these partnerships is not merely us teaching and helping them become like because we're not experts. We're still young. We're still learning, but we share our experiences. And the goal is also to get a discussion going, because getting the discussion of how we can effectively reach our neighbor going is better than not going and doing anything at all and so we we've learned from experiences um how to uh, uh you know share the gospel in our daily lives and we do believe we have things to share but nonetheless um part of it is just getting the discussion going and actually get encouraging the church to actually do something well i know that i if i was in charge of a church that was dying i would definitely invite you guys to come in because I love the idea that you're not a youth ministry, but you're a youth doing ministry. I, I love that idea. Yes. That needs to be on. That needs to be on your shirt too. <laughs> That's a great, a great slogan or mantra or whatever. Because really, you are going to carry the work to its final conclusion. Us people who are white-haired and gray-haired. You know, we're trying to provide a platform that you can be on our shoulders and, and, and bring the earth to the conclusion. And, you know, when you read the story of Jonah, you know full well that that is an allegory that everyone could be saved. Mm-hmm. He went to Nineveh and the whole evil city Absolutely. that represents the world gave their hearts to the Lord. They, that could happen. Mm-hmm. That's totally what God would love to see happen. For sure. Absolutely. But it's not really happening. Yeah. Um, and, and so as, um, you know, as I, I have to ask this, but I mean, what is your biggest challenge? I mean, what's the thing that kind of could keep you awake at night or, you know, you could feel the stress hormones coming? Yeah, I would say, you know, for me personally and, you know, I know that God's called us to do this ministry, and I know that he is faithful when we do the work and that he will bless. But, you know, whenever people are entrusting their time and their energy and their finances into your ministry to be uh, be used by God to do a work, you know, there's this there's that sense of you want to achieve something you want to produce the results. But, you know. Whenever those thoughts come in, like, hey, I hope this happens. This is how I want it to go. It just is like, leave it in God's hands. God's going to take care of you. He's faithful, and he will provide. And although uh, the church has entrusted Go Therefore to help uh, bring that culture of evangelism into their church, it's not us that's doing it. It's God. And so um, I would say there is that level of stress of just wanting to produce results, just having that desire to see as many baptisms as possible. But um, one mantra that one of our um, friends always says to us is just one more soul. Just one more soul. Well, what a wonderful way to conclude our show. Thank you so much for being with us. I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.